Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What is going on? The Isles Meetups Pod, Episode 3. And tonight we are joined by Eric Johnson of Isles Meetup Connecticut. EJ, what is going on, brother? Good evening. Great to be here. Great to be on the best new pod in the hockey world. (laughs) Amen, dude. You know, it's probably been a long time coming. I don't know why we didn't start this earlier. I think we all have our own unique, interesting stories that, you know, I, I think it's a way into like the behind the scenes of Isles Meetups. So happy that we're doing this. Happy to have you on, Eric, and pumped to just hear all things Isles Meetup Connecticut, man. Yeah, let's get to it. Um, things have been pretty good up here. School year starting for those who. Those who know up here, I teach middle school, so we are in full swing, full full tilt, full gear. Um, I teach in Bridgeport, home of the Islanders, formerly Sound Tigers, so been pretty tied in with that community and that franchise for a really long time now. Um, really psyched for hockey season to come to. We got on the ice, my men's team got on the ice for the first time last week, so I got that itch in my blood again to, to see some hockey. Yeah, dude, and it's nice, at least like, you know, North Carolina where it's hot all the time, I think it was like either yesterday or two days ago when I left for work and it felt a little chilly for the first time yeah. in the morning. I was like, all right, all right, fall's coming. Hot. That means hockey's here. And uh, super pumped about that. And uh, I guess, EJ, before we dive into more about Isles Meetup Connecticut, I do want to share a quick word about our sponsor, Oyster Bay Brewing. You have a lot of great choices when it comes to great beer, and Oyster Bay Brewing Company provides the best Long Island has to offer. Oyster Bay Brewing Company is dedicated to producing the highest quality beer while staying true to their nautical history on the Gold Coast of Long Island. 
They are the creators of the renowned barn rocker Session Ale, available at 12 locations in the Islanders' brand new home, UBS Arena. And because Oyster Bay has increased distribution across the country, you can grab your barn rocker no matter which meetup group you are a part of. The Tap Room on 36 Audrey Avenue is open seven days a week with indoor and outdoor seating, so you can experience their smooth honey ale, savory IPA, or gluten-free hard seltzers right in historic Oyster Bay. You can also shop online at OysterBayBrewing.com for curbside pickup, local delivery, or have your order shipped anywhere in the country. And if you use coupon code THPN at checkout, you get 15% off. Oyster Bay Brewing Company, Long Island's Gold Coast Brewery. So, EJ, you know, you being right in Connecticut, probably can get your hands on some barn rocker whenever you want. And yeah. now, now you can even get it shipped right to your door. Yeah, I uh, whenever I'm down that way, I always make sure to stop in. But uh, I got to say, being from Connecticut, you know, born and raised in the Hartford area, love the Oyster Bay logo right up our alley. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure you have some harsh feelings towards the Carolina Hurricanes yeah. using. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure you do. And we could dive into that for sure. Um, but I, Eric, I just really, you know, want to hear a little bit about Isles Meetup Connecticut because, you know, just like in episode two, you took over the group. You're, you're not necessarily the founding leader of Isles Meetup Connecticut. So love to hear kind of, you know, first of all, how'd you hear about Isles Meetup Connecticut? And then, you know, did you attend meetups prior to taking over the group and kind of how that went down? Well, a uh, big shout out to Dave May. Dave, uh, I believe he was the founder of the group. I know he yeah. definitely was the, yeah, he was the, yep. uh, he ran the group right before that I did. Uh, but Dave um, con- contacted me out of the blue on Twitter. I, I really only use Twitter for, uh, for two things. I always joked, you know, I'm a history teacher. So history and hockey was all I used Twitter for. Um, and he actually hunted me out. I think he saw me commenting or sharing on a couple aisles posts here and there. Um, said, did you know there was a meetup group in Connecticut? I had no idea. Um, he said that we're doing a meetup right in your neighborhood. Um, I actually couldn't make that one, but I drove across the state for the next one. And uh, it was a tough loss. I remember the Isles got whooped. I can't remember who they played that night, but that was, oof, it was ugly. Uh, but we had a blast and I uh, really haven't missed too many since. Um, but Dave contacted me right around the start of COVID. I think it was a few weeks before uh, the pandemic really set in, in this area. And he just said, I'm you know, kind of have to move on. My family situation's changed. I'm moving into a new house. Um, you know how it is with life. You, you're running something, you're doing the best you can, but your situation changes. So he, uh, he said, you want to take the keys? And I saw an opportunity to say, absolutely. Um, let's take this in, in a direction. And, uh, Dave's still a really active member. He comes around whenever he can. Um, it's really cool, but, but it's been a blast since then. And, uh, at the time when we took over, it was, it was a little confusing because obviously the games had just been canceled. And we didn't know when they were going to pick up again. And the first meetup that we actually hosted, the first few meetups were all virtual. They were all just online chat rooms. And uh, we brought in anywhere from two people for some of them to up to about 12 people um, during that whole summertime bubble run. Man, it sounds actually very similar to to Rob's story. Took it over pretty much at a similar time as well. And 
Yeah, shout out to Dave, man. It's it's been a while since I've heard that name, and you know he 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 definitely uh, was one of the OGs when we really started branching out. And uh, glad that to hear that he's still coming to meetups. And uh, yep. you know when when he first started the Isles Meetup Connecticut, he re- really wanted to please everyone. And like you mentioned, he would literally have meetups all over the state of Connecticut. Yeah. yeah. And he was even like, yeah, I'll go to Westchester. We'll have meetups in Westchester. And this is before, obviously, we had the Westchester group. He's like, yeah, Rhode Island? Let's have some in Rhode Island. I'm like, sure. geez, man, that, that's got to be tough to do like an hour and a half, two hours to go to some of these places. But he was all in, man. It, it was cool to see. Well, Connecticut's a weird market in that way. And you know, I can even think back to when the whale were around this being an issue. Um, so a lot of people who live here. I mean, if you put the whole state together, it's a metro area. It's it's close to four million people. Um, but there is no metro center really. Um you know, Bridgeport is the largest city by population in the state, and that's an hour's away from Hartford and New Haven's in between. Uh, but there's no real center. And you know, based on just the simple geography of the large markets that are around the state the loyalties are divided um, all throughout Connecticut. So depending on whether you lean more towards Massachusetts or more towards New York. And uh, you know, I hate to admit that, but growing up a diehard Whalers fan, as a lot of us were, um, it, it unfortunately made sense that a team like that would have a hard time surviving with such beasts markets around them. Um, I still think if, if the numbers are right, my brother's in radio, so he tells me this stuff. I still think Connecticut's the largest media market in the country not to have a major league sports team i believe um so that is interesting i did not yeah. know that but it makes yeah. sense you know the the northeast is just huge into to sports and it's it's a very populated area if you ever drive driven on 95 you know exactly what we're talking about it's more like parked on 95 but yeah i know what you mean <laughs> yeah seriously so it, it is interesting and i definitely want to hear way more about you know, your connection to the, the Hartford Whalers, but I, I, I do want to kind of stay on topic with, with the meetup um, because you guys are in a really cool situation where our farm team, you know, the Bridgeport Sound Tigers or Bridgeport Islanders are in your backyard. Yeah. And I love what you guys do. And I've been preaching this to all the groups basically since day one is like, let's also support, the Bridgeport organization as well. And, you know, you guys have sent out groups, you've had their booster clubs going to your meetups. So I guess mm-hmm. kind of touch on your relationship with the Bridgeport Islanders. Sure. Um, I've been going to Bridgeport games since I was in college. So we're talking probably 20 years. Um, if you've never been to Total Mortgage Arena, formerly Webster Bank, there's not a bad seat in that whole building. Every single seat there is perfect for hockey. It's a great place to watch a game. The acoustics are great. The screen is huge. Um, but I've been tied in with the team for a while. Uh, my brother was a, an employee for the team for, for a little bit, had a lot of friends from college and beyond who worked on the team. So I've been kind of rubbing elbows with them for a really, really, really long time. I was leaving lucky enough a few years ago to uh, call a couple games in the PA booth, which was really, really cool. Um, so in the past few years, the team has – never hesitated to reach out, see if we need anything as a meetup group. Um, They've always been really cool and have always offered their services to us. Um, Tara, who she just left, uh, she just left the Bridgeport Islanders for another opportunity, but she was sort of the sales manager. She did an awesome job. And there's, there's just 
been great people there. Um, and they've come out to, I do a few other things outside of Islanders meetups, community related, and they're always willing to come out. They sent storm to an event that we had over the summer and I just had a ball. And, um, anytime there's a game coming up, especially a home opener, they're always saying, we'll send you the link. We'll get you some discounted tickets, um, bring your group, have a great time. And during that playoff run in this past spring, uh, they were great. They were great. Um, we saw some really, really amazing games. It didn't work out so well against Charlotte, but one of those games was absolutely incredible. I don't know if you were able to follow it, but the Isles went down 4 nothing, and then it was 5-4, and then it wound up going into overtime. I think they wound up losing 8-7 in, in overtime. It was absolutely crazy. Um, and the team was, was great. The uh, sales staff was stopping by just checking on us, making sure everything was cool. Um, a lot of times the staff has come out to our meetups, um, especially during those bubble runs or the, um, the semifinals run, uh, we packed out the bars and, you know, team staff, team executives would be there and, and they were really, really super cool about it. And just like the New York Islanders have given meetup groups, lots of great swag to hand out to our, our attendees and our members. Bridgeport's been just as good. Um, they've, they've really cleaned out the closets for us and we've raised a lot of money for charities, uh, through raffles and such. Thanks to the, the generosity of both teams, really. Dude, it's it's awesome to see the last couple of years with the new ownership, how they've kind of weaved the two organizations way closer than they did in the past. It was kind of just like, oh, yeah, we have our farm team, you know, across the sound. But now it's like there's a little bit more pride with having the two teams working closely together. I, I even saw like, you know, when Bridgeport was going on its run, like the Islanders were sending some of their staff over. They were mm-hmm. helping promote to sell tickets. And it, it's it's beautiful to see when when the two leagues work together. Because they yes, they're affiliates, but they're I, I've noticed that AHL and NHL kind of do separate traditionally. So I'm loving to see the partnerships there and hopefully it continues because when I lived on Long Island, my favorite thing to do like outside of going to games at the Coliseum was driving the port Jeff jumping on the ferry and catching a game. And there was always a promotion too. It was either like 15 yep. or 20 bucks where it was a ferry ride and also a ticket. And there were great seats. Like you yep. mentioned, not really a bad seat. No, it's beautiful. The only downside was that the last ferry did usually leave like halfway through the third period. But yeah. I did also notice that when, and because that was my one like negative thing to say about it. But with the last playoff run, yep. the Islanders made it so that the Bridgeport ferry left a little bit later than it would usually. I'm which, sure that cost them too. I'm sure it did. <laughs> I'm sure it did. Yeah. And I love to see that, man. And they, the pictures that I saw, it looked like they brought like maybe a hundred, 200 Islander fans over every single, you know, trip that it made. And yeah. It, it, it does a lot for, you know, the morale the to, to see, especially the people that live in Bridgeport who are season ticket holders. It's like, yeah. wow, the Islanders care about this team. The Islanders want this building to be filled and, you know, can't say anything bad about that. No, it resonates too. the season ticket holders, the boosters and all they recognize that. Um, and I do think over the years, there there has been a disconnect and like you said it is normal and it's a geographic thing um totally understood but i have noticed that since this ownership took over they've made strides um this is 
the timing here is perfect, but when I took over the group in March and then we're making that bubble run in July, August, I'm driving around town and I'm seeing let's go Islanders yard signs. Like what the heck is this a bit? You never saw anything like that. I'm at the beach and here comes a plane with a New York Islanders banner. You know, I think it was uh, game two against Florida tomorrow night. Let's go Islanders. Wait a minute. What? This is Connecticut. You don't see Islanders stuff up here, but they really pushed it hard. And uh, I know the Islanders have started their bar network. They've got a whole handful of bars up here and they're often sending swag up to get ready for a big game. And They've really made an effort to, to reach out at the very least to uh, kind of New Haven on South down I-95. Um, I know once you start getting up into the Hartford area, it becomes a little more sparse, but, but they are certainly trying to establish another footprint here in the uh, Fairfield County, New Haven County area, which is where most of the season ticket holders are from. Yeah. So I guess let's dive into it then. You know, you mentioned the bar network that the Islanders have kind of branched out and set up in, you know, they have a few in Connecticut. Um, you know, we, we mentioned how Dave kind of drove all around mm-hmm. Connecticut. Have you started to find, you know, a handful of bars that you like to kind of call your home base? Yeah, we've had a few. Um, we've had really good luck as well. I've, I've tried doing the statewide venture and I've found that for the numbers, the amount of people who are able to make it, Staying more Bridgeport centric has been really, really helpful. Um, we ventured down to Stanford. We've gone to Bobby V's a few times, which has been great. We watched the uh, the Ryan Pulak save happen down at the uh, the room at Bobby V's. The place blew up, and not just Islander fans. The place was packed, and the place went crazy uh, when that save was made. Um, so that's kind of our Bobby V's is kind of our home. Once you head down to Stanford, more towards the New York Westchester area. Um, we, uh, right now are kind of our hub, I guess you could call it would be the whiskey barrel in Stratford. Um, we ran into some trouble last year with the whole ESPN TNT takeover. Um, where I live is right on the County border. It's the border between what is the New York Islanders market versus the Boston Bruins market. So what happened was all the bars carry direct TV and they all lost Islanders coverage. So we had to go to the next town over and we, unfortunately we had to leave the Liberty rock. Liberty rock tavern was a great bar. We rode that whole bubble run at Liberty rock. We had a meetup for every game. It, it was wild. And that last game, game seven against Tampa, uh, we had 80 or 90 people in that little bar. They even opened up on a Monday for us. They were closed. They opened up just for us. Uh, Bridgeport helped hook that up, which was really cool of them. And it was, it was wild. Um, but Liberty rock was one of our favorites for sure. They were very good to us. And they've had a few other suggestions here or there. I just got a call from one of our members about, um, another bar in the area who the owner is a wild Islanders fan, which I didn't know. I'd been to that place a lot and I had no idea. So we're probably going to give that one a try just to see how it goes. Yeah. And we kind of talked about the, the whole ESPN plus takeover on last episode and it, it, it definitely made it a little tougher for meetups because not too many bars have them. And I guess here in Charlotte, we're just lucky that we go to a soccer bar and, you know, they've had ESPN plus before even people knew about it because mm-hmm. obviously all the, the soccer coverage that they get on ESPN yeah. plus and um, that, that really wasn't an issue for us, but I, I do know that some meetup groups did come into a little trouble with that. And, you know, you also mentioned how, the, the broadcast lines are just they they probably zigzag through Connecticut and, is, yeah. and and I even experienced that when I lived in Albany like lived in the state of New York I would be getting Bruins games I would be getting Sabers games 
I would get Devils games and it because they all share MSG. So there'd be times where I couldn't watch the Islanders because it was blacked out or one of the other teams was getting coverage. And then I also couldn't get the hockey package because I lived in New York state. So it was just like, this is impossible. It's frustrating as hell. I know it's so frustrating. And when, when I moved to North Carolina and was able to get the, the center ice package, I was actually able to watch every single Islander game. And it's like, how does this make sense? I, I live 12 hours away from Long Island. Yep. can watch every game. I live two and a half hours away in the same state. Maybe watch 60 to 70% of the games. The logic is, well, you should be going to Islanders games. But in Albany, you're four hours from the Coliseum. What the? It doesn't make any sense, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's silly. But, you know, glad to, to hear that you've had a, a few successful places. Oh, certainly, yeah. It, We've been treated that, really, really well. Really well. And it sounds like you even have some some promising ones in the future. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be nice to to see a, an Islander fan get his shot as, as, as being like maybe the potential home and, and showing you guys a, a little love. That'd be sure. cool. Any but, place that's willing to let us take over one TV with the fire stick so we can watch AHL TV and catch Bridgeport on the road. And then the next TV, we got the New York Islanders on. We've done that a couple times. That's been a ball. That that people really show up for that because there are some people who are Bridgeport fans and they're not as into New York, but they're hardcore Islander season ticket holders. Bridgeport Islander, I mean. Yeah, and so I guess you know it. It's still kind of a, a habit to want to say the Bridgeport Sound Tigers. Yeah, it is. <laughs> do, do you feel like things have been positive in in Connecticut with the changeover? It's it's starting to take hold. Um, at first, I was really confused about it. I was thinking, well, you've got 20 years of investment in a brand. Why would you want to switch it up? Um, but it didn't take too, too long. And that old mantra of, you know, it doesn't really matter what happens as long as the team's winning. I think that playoff run really started to establish or get that name out there in the, in the media where folks who are on the periphery who don't pay too close attention started hearing Bridgeport Islanders and it started resonating. Um, you do still hear a lot of the John about how Bridgeport's not an Island. You know, Dude, I, I was it. just going to mention that like <laughs> at those playoff games in Charlotte, yep, they, they made a, a whole stink about it. Like even on the Jumbotron, uh, we saw it because we got the Jumbotron feed on AHL oh, okay. TV. So we, we saw that whole thing. Yeah. yeah. And People would come up to me and ask me, like, and and like try to like, you know, make jokes about it. And I'm just like, listen, it's <laughs> it's the name of a team. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, yeah. Sound Tigers doesn't make much sense either. What like, what's a Sound Tiger? It, I was well, I was a little disappointed because again, I teach history and I've been teaching in Bridgeport for almost 20 years. So, Sound Tiger to me, okay, I would explain to people and they go, oh, that's cool. All right, the Tiger is for uh pt barnum but also for the bridgeport has connecticut's only zoo so i thought that was a cool little nod to the city of bridgeport and sound is sound put them together and it doesn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense but you know it was uniquely bridgeport which i guess is what minor league sports is good for right you know having that connection but and dude i'm not gonna lie i i see the 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 roster that's projected for bridgeport this year and I, I think that they're going to be a force to be reckoned with, man. Like Ratu, like mm-hmm. a full season of him. 
because you know we we kind of only saw him at the tail end of the season and then in the playoffs man like that could be dangerous having him there and you know Koivula trying to, to prove that he can be an NHL established player Holdstrom like a first round pick like seeing all the this like our prospects who are in their early 20s playing a full season in Bridgeport I I think that they can definitely uh you know turn some heads so I'm I'm excited for their season as well it might be a homer thing on my part but I always felt at least in the last few months I feel like the Islanders system is kind of underrated um Ratu looked great he looked great in the playoffs. And I, I think we really got a, a bit of a gem here. And and Holmstrom was improving too. He's he's I think he had to put on a little bit of size and whatnot, but I think you're gonna see something from him. Um I would love to see him get a try with the big club eventually, soon, hopefully. Yeah. So, you know, you, you got hockey on on both sides, I guess, in Connecticut, yeah. which is beautiful, man. So I, I do want to hear your personal story and how you you know became allegiant with the new york islanders because like you mentioned you you grew up a, a whalers fan so I, i'd love to to hear kind of why you took on the the blue and orange rather yeah. than you know the red white and blue or one of the other teams that you could have taken on sure um when i was a kid if you told me i'd be an islanders fan especially a diehard one i would have said why you know i'd who knows? I mean, everybody that I knew in a small little town like Hartford, um, everybody was a Whalers fan. And that's mainly because a lot like Long Island, you saw these players on, on the daily basis. You'd see them in the supermarket. Um, the, uh, the whale, they used to play at, at the mall in Hartford at the old Civic Center Mall. And after the game, my dad would take us up to Chuck's Steakhouse and the players would all come in and they'd sit next to you. And if you were there late enough, if I was lucky and my dad let me stay out, I could actually talk to him. Um, really cool. I remember talking to Dave Tippett one time, like really cool stuff. Um, but then the Whalers moved and that was heartbreaking. That was really tough. I was, a, I think, a high school freshman at the time. So for a couple of years, I just couldn't really watch. It was hard to watch hockey, um, especially that, that Hurricanes Stanley Cup final run, I think in 2000 or 2001. That was really yeah. tough to see yeah, Ron Francis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was hard. Um, I was happy they didn't win. Sorry, that's spiteful to me, but I, I was. And uh, then I started getting into minor league hockey. Um, just still couldn't come around to watching the bigs. And my brother, like I said, is in radio. So he always had the ins with the Hartford Wolfpack uh, or the Springfield Falcons or. Um, even uh, even Bridgeport. And so we would catch games here or there. And uh, it was awesome. You know, we just really got into it. Didn't really have a team. We just really loved going to the game, supporting the local game and all that. And then uh, in college, my girlfriend, she interned with the New York Islanders. And she's from Long Island. And I started paying attention. Um, so I started going to more and more Bridgeport games because I lived down this way. And I really got to know the players, not just on the ice, but I'd get the chance once in a while to talk to him off the ice or bump into him at, at one of the local bars after the game and little by little just got to know them kind of. And then they started getting call-ups. And I remember one of the first ones to go up was, uh, was Franzi, Franz Nielsen and uh, other guys um, back in the day when the Islanders weren't fielding the best team, you know, in the, the mid to late two thousands, like guys like uh, uh, Steve Rieger getting called up or uh, Yuen Su getting called up. And, and these guys, uh, Jeff Hamilton, 
and really getting excited to see these like, oh, not only do I see them, not only do I kind of know they lived in my neighborhood, like a lot of the, the Sound Tiger or Islander players, um, they rent right here. And it was really cool. You know, I remember seeing Travis Hamannick in church, you know, um, one time I knocked on someone's door. I don't even remember what I was doing there. David Ulstrom answered the door. Um, you know, I was doing something with the community. I don't know, I was handing out flyers or something and boom, there, there was Oli. Um, so it was kind of cool to, to be able to be that way. And, and little by little, I became more and more of a diehard New York Islander fan because I saw all these kids going up. And then once you started seeing Franzi, Kyle Laposo, Matt Martin, Sezikis, they started having success. And it just became really addictive at that point. And I would say by 2008, 2009, I was pretty well hooked. And um, it just, you know, the, the feelings that I had about the whale back in the day, they all kind of came back and I felt like I had a home again. And it was really kind of cool because there's a lot of comparisons um, between Hartford and the island. Um, success is not one of them. But, <laughs> but one of the comparisons would be small market. Um, you get to rub elbows with the players and both franchises were founded in the same year and they both had to do with, with the same reason, you know, WHA reasons. The Islanders were founded to try to limit the WHA's expansion. Whalers were founded as the WHA's gem. And um, I always kind of felt that it was a, a cool connection that made it feel kind of extra special for me being an Islander fan. Um, so it's been fun ever since, you know, win or lose or whatnot. My first ever, NHL playoff game, because again, the Whalers hardly ever made it, um, was that game three against Pittsburgh when the Islanders finally made it back. And I believe that was 2013. Right. And uh, I've never felt anything like that. That building was absolutely shaken. That was some of the most fun I ever had. Couldn't talk for three days after that, but <laughs> that was crazy. And uh, I'll never forget that, you know, that I was already sold at that point, but if I could have been sold, that was it, man. Dude, I love that. And I think back to that that year because, you know, that that felt really special when when the Islanders made the playoffs again, you know, with Tavares. And yeah, they didn't make it past Pittsburgh. But like, you know, that fight that Oposo got in and it was all mm. bloody. And, and uh, like I even liked uh, I think his name was Keith Coin. He was on yes. the team. and He yep. was just like an AHL grinder. Like, yes, he was. He was. He he killed it in the AHL, and then he made the Islanders that that year, and they actually made the playoffs with him. And I'm like, this is kind of cool, like you know. And and they gave you know Pittsburgh a, a run for their money, so that that was definitely a kind of overlooked playoff series, and it, it definitely was kind of the the script flipped in a little bit, like you know the Islanders are are to be taken serious and. We we haven't really looked back since then, you know, he, yeah. up and down years here and there. But it's a it's a different organization than it was in like you know 2007, 2008. Sure. So sure, yeah. I mean, they, them making the playoffs in 07. I think it was 07, 08 against Buffalo. Yeah, and that that didn't feel like so much of a statement. They felt no because like, oh, they, they squeaked in. It was right. that Wade Dubluitz poke check. It was like no one really expected the Islanders to to do much that playoff series. Yeah, and. It, it definitely felt a little bit different with, you know, like I said, you know, Tavares was on the team that was the franchise player at the time. And it, who knows what could have happened in, in the playoffs that year, but where, you know, we had Ryan Smith was like our, yep. our big off season accusation uh, acquisition yep. that year. So like, eh, but, but what better are... team to play in 13 than Pittsburgh? 
you know, you're two years removed from the fight night. Um, you've got the team that feels like at every turn we're getting messed with. We lose the referendum. Everything's just never coming up Islanders. And then here comes Pittsburgh. And I just felt the fan base had so much pent up energy and it was all let out. And I, 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 I was letting it out and I'm not even a long Islander and uh, I hadn't been invested for nearly as long as a lot of the people in that building, but man, that maybe, maybe my whalers pent up frustration was coming out. I don't know, but it was, it was something else, man. I'll never forget that. That was awesome. Well, we're glad to have you cheering on the blue and orange and, I, I, do you know of any like diehard Whaler fans that just like took on the Carolina Hurricanes? Not really. Yeah. I, I, I once in a while somebody will say I root for Carolina and oh, were you a Whalers fan? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. But no, it's not really. You see someone wearing Carolina gear around here, and if someone's a hockey fan that knows what they know, um, they don't. They're not look. They're kind of looked at as a turncoat. We, we got a pretty raw end of the deal on that one. Not to say that Hartford would have been the best hockey market long-term. I mean, I it's, we got to be realistic a little bit. Um, Gary Bettman always said, if we can find an owner that wants to keep the team in a market, we're not going to take that team out of the market. And they couldn't find an owner in Hartford that wanted to stay. Carmanos wanted to go. But for that reason, um, the fan base, we got tasked with buying a certain number of season tickets and they would stay. Well, those season tickets were all bought but they, they left town. And I think that's why a lot of the people around here just wrote it off. And that was it. Yeah. Well, I, I, I truly think I might hate <laughs> the Carolina hurricanes more than I do the like New York Rangers at this point in my life. Really? Like, dude, being in the building when the Islanders got swept in game mm-hmm. four, that was that, that still just lives with me. Like that was brutal. I'm not oh. going to lie. Like, I don't know how many fans are really in like the opposing team's building when their team is swept. (laughs) Like it's, it's a weird, terrible feeling because like normally when we go to games at, in Raleigh, we have, you know, 200 plus fans together, but we couldn't have that for those playoff games. Like there, there, there was an inventory for that. So like, we just got the early access link. Like they were nice enough to do that, but we were scattered all around. So I kind of felt alone when there was a yep. full building, just giving it to us, man. It, it was, it was tough. Yeah, so, that is. I could imagine being on the, the losing end of a sweep when you're not even at home. That's got, no, be that's tough. what I mean. Yeah, like, that's if it was tough. at home, it would be a totally different story. Cause I'd yeah. be surrounded by other Islander fans, but like being in the opposing team's building, not, in my normal element with other Islander fans. It was just tough, man. Tough, tough series. Tough. We had, after sweeping Pittsburgh, had such high hopes. And then, oh well. Yeah. But it's cool how, like, since I've been doing Isles Meet Up Charlotte, I've got to see the Islanders in the playoffs in Raleigh. And then this past year, got to see the Bridgeport Islanders in the playoffs yeah. in Charlotte. And equally awesome. Like, honestly, that, I guess it was game... Because the AHL is weird the way they do. Like, I think it was like they did three games in Bridgeport or two games in Bridgeport first. Yeah, they try to limit travel for, for yeah. obviously for cost purposes. But I I believe it was a five game series. I think they did two up here, and then it was supposed to be three there. Yeah. Okay. Something weird like that. So yeah. yeah. So that game three, they you know they came back to Charlotte. They were down 0-2. 
and then they won that game three. Yep. Dude, that was a that was an electric atmosphere too. We man. saw you guys. It was loud. We were watching. Yeah. Yeah. So, dude, I, I definitely want to hear what Isles Meetup Connecticut has cooking sure. this year. But before I do that, I do have to let us know about our sponsor, DraftKings. The NFL, uh, the NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're taking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team and win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100% with payouts bigger than ever. Why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So, EJ, Mm. (laughs) we've been doing this the past couple of episodes. You know, I'm a big music guy. My other podcast is bar down breakdown which is a hockey and alternative music podcast yep but love to hear what you are listening to these days man oh geez besides podcasts you mean huh <laughs> um i have or been... podcasts any any because po- <laughs> i'm also a, a huge fan of podcasts too yeah um my guilty pleasure in podcasts is i listen to a couple of old school wrestling podcasts and uh my fiance is always laughing at it every time she walks through the room and hears bischoff or something um <laughs> but um music wise have been will be forever always uh big beastie boys guy um sublime um right now i've got dirty heads in the rotation in my uh in my car cd changer um but yeah i, I try to you know a little bit of retro nothing too 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 modern i don't know there's not really much that i've been listening to that's that's all that fresh um i have been on a little bit of a uh I guess an early two thousands kind of punk kick. I got the yellow card up right now, and um, love that dude. Yeah, it's yeah, bread and butter right there. Is it? I'm big into that kind of stuff. Um, I guess it's just my age. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> I wasn't into it at the time when it was all new, and then a couple of years later, I started going. Oh yeah, I remember hearing that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's kind of where I am. Um, I do believe it or not, I listen to a lot of vinyl. Um, I got a, a huge collection downstairs of you know about. Two, 200, 250 uh, records, all sorts of stuff. Everything from like Dvorak to Bob Seeger to, you know, name it, classical jazz. I got a lot of uh, a big Glenn Miller fan, believe it or not. And that's probably the historian in me, you know. Um, but I got a little bit of everything down there. Uh, Heavy D, uh, <laughs> um, Aerosmith. Um, You're all over the map. Yeah, I re- I, my, my vinyl collection is all over the map. It's really, it's crazy. Dude, I love that. Well, Dude, lately I've been listening to a lot of this new podcast, Pod Meets World, which is a Boy Meets World podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And it's been great. And one reason it's been great to listen to is because I use my Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. 
Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. With optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge. Trust me. Raycon's give you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. Raycon's are priced just right. You get quality audio and half the price of these other premium audio brands. It's no wonder Raycon's everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. So head to buyraycon.com today and use promo code THPN15 to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's code THPN15 at at buyraycon.com to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com, code THPN15. All right. So, EJ, I definitely uh, want to hear about some of your, like, favorite Islander memories. Even though, you know, came on a little bit later, do you have at least one or two of your, like, most memorable Islander moments? Um, I got to say the most memorable one of all is one that nobody else remembers. Um my brother and I went down to the Coliseum for a game and I looked it up not long ago. Um, I looked up the date and I believe it was the spring of 09. So the Islanders were, I think that was right before the Tavares draft, I believe. And we had some injuries. Uh, a lot of, a lot of players were out. So they called up a lot of Bridgeport and this was late March, early April. So we made the drive down nice day. Uh, we played some hockey in the parking lot, went inside. And it felt like we were watching a Sound Tiger roster and all these guys that we'd seen play in Bridgeport over and over again. They're playing against Brodeur and, you know, the whole crew, the whole Devils crew. And, okay, we're, we're doomed, right? And I think the final was 7-3 New York. And that was, that was awesome. You know, it just felt like we were watching a minor league team take on this playoff bound, I wouldn't say beast, but near the top of the division, a good Devils team with a, with a Hall of Fame goaltender. Um, and I just felt that was, that was really cool, you know, and that's always been the one memory that stood out in my head about, about not just the franchise, but the fan base, you know, small, scrappy, um, don't mess around with us. I, I've always kind of took that to, to heart. Um, it felt very like a very symbolic kind of win. I think Jesse Ensu had three points that game. Um, who the hell would have expected that? You know, it was just cool. It was really cool to see. Um, that's not my favorite memory, but it always sticks out in my head always is always there um but as far as favorite memories i mentioned the 2013 bombshell how crazy that game was um dave and i were down there for the uh for the bavillier goal not too long ago and how that building erupted and exploded that was that was crazy um never seen anything like that uh one of my favorite memories was very very recent was um being at char's last game the last game of the season uh the season finale um Islanders were cool. You know, they sometimes let, let people wave the fan flag. Um, that was a really cool touch. I got to have my cousin there, my little cousin there with me. He's six. He's a, a new hockey player. So he was waving the flag with me. Um, and I, I never would have thought I would ever say this being a guy from Hartford who hates Boston, but to be chanting Chara's name at the end of that game felt like we were a part of history. I thought that that was really, really cool. Um, so, you know, you put it right. A lot of my memories are pretty, pretty off uh, recent. Um, I don't really have a lot of huge fan memories 
from when I was younger. I remember things about the Isles that always stood out in my head. Um, I really, really like Ziggy Palfy back when I was a Whalers fan. I thought he was good. Um, I remember that series, the Sean Bates goal, uh, the, the, just the bloodbath with, with Toronto that year. Um, I wasn't watching a lot of hockey, but I watched that. That series was kind of captivating. That got good national coverage, and it really got me interested. I thought that was awesome. Uh, I remember the 93 win. Um, a lot of the reason is because of Ferraro. I was, uh, you know, he was a whaler. He was drafted by the whalers, a big Ferraro guy. So it was cool seeing him um, having success, and we were always rooting for him. We, we, we didn't forget about our guys, you know, when they moved on. So um, that kind of always made me a bit of sympathetic to the Islanders. So it, it's kind of fitting. Um, all these years later that I feel like I got such a, a close tie with the team. Um, so those are the ones that stand out most in my head, I would say. And, and uh, oh, I forgot about the Tavares overtime goal against uh, Washington. That was another one that I got to see up close. So that was really cool, too. Sweet, man. I love yeah. that. And, you know, your story is so different than most of ours, because like most of us who are running these meetup groups, like grew up on Long Island, have real ties to Long Island, like yeah your story is just unique man it just goes to show like how different all of our memories are as fans and i love it and it's it's awesome and hearing some of the names you're mentioning and bringing back like these specific games it just you know ignites memories in my brain as well and i just had to pop this up we got louie here new fairfield connecticut isles fan here love these meetup groups man so hopefully louie makes it out to one of your meetups, man. Fairfield's yeah. not too far from Bridgeport. So uh, new Fairfield's about 40, 45. Come on down though. Um, you know, and if you know of anyone or you get a crew together up in the Danbury area or up that way, and we'll be gladly come on up, you know, as long as there's a crowd there, you know, we'd be happy to, to go anywhere in the state as long as we know we're getting some good attendance. So, um, like I said, Har- uh, Connecticut's a big market, you know, there's a lot of people here, but it's, it's spread thinner than, than you might realize. So that's why we tend to stay close to Bridgeport, but if the people are there. We'll go. Absolutely. So love that. And, you know, since we're talking some memories and, you know, your, your current state as a Islanders fan, do you have a, a, a favorite Islander of all time? Of all time? Um, the Michael Haley. Okay. No, I, I, I was, a, he, he's my favorite sound tiger of all time, without a doubt. Um, as far as Islanders. Um, Dude, that could I, be your favorite Islander, man. Uh, Mine yeah. is so ridiculous. He didn't get enough too. games in. He didn't get enough games in. Um, so, I don't know if I'm going to get him. And uh, now it's probably way past, but Wade Dubowitz was always one of my favorites. He actually skated on my men's league team one summer. Um, That's awesome. He played. He I don't know what his contract said, but he played. <laughs> he played center for us, and um, his first game he was awful. And then by the second game, you knew this guy was a pro athlete. He owned the rink. He was all over the place. So that was, it was really cool to to skate with. Of course, we won the title that year because. You got an NHL on your team, even if he is a goalie. Um, but it's probably favorite of all time. Um, Peugeot has really won my heart over. I, I think he's he, – I like the way he plays. I like the fact that he's utility. You can put him anywhere, and you know you can trust him. Um, I'm a pretty big fan of his. and I know it hasn't been a really long time, but he's uh, he's definitely won me over. I love that. And and it's funny. A lot of uh, like fan favorites aren't necessarily like the goal sto- scorer or the superstar. It's – some of those glue guys, the grit guys, that the utility guys. That well, if you see me play hockey, you would know why. <laughs> <laughs> I love that man, and I'm sure everyone knows my 
favorite player of all time. So if you want to know, just do a little digging, you'll find out. But it, it it's definitely uh, a little random, but it's uh, just goes back to some of those darker years as Islander fans <laughs> and having someone that actually like left it all out on the ice. It was what won me over. And I was also like really invested into the team. Like I, I obviously currently him as well, but like while I was in college, I just watched every, like tried to watch every single Islanders game I could. Mm. And it was during those times that he was on the team. So cool to see. And uh, I, before I let you go, EJ, uh, I definitely want to talk about the current state of Isles meetup, Connecticut. Um, you got a new logo. We got to yes. talk about that. And then just, you, you know what you got cooking for the season. So, I guess let's let's dive into the little bit of the the rebrand and kind of the backstory yeah. as to why you decided to to go that route. Um, so our friend Ray and anybody in Bridgeport knows who Ray is. Um, Ray kind of hit hit us up today on Facebook and said, "I love the logo. It really touches um, a lot of Connecticut history when it comes to hockey." And uh, I gave him a, a pretty long reply. Um, just the first chance I really had to explain publicly why we did what we did. Um, so we took the old new England whalers logo and just rebranded it into the Connecticut, uh, Isles made of Connecticut logo, um, has a lot of similarities. The reason why new England whalers is I didn't want to grab the Hartford whalers logo because obviously Carolina has a lot of connect, at least they're trying to make connections to it. I don't want to misconstrue any other NHL affiliations with what we're trying to do. So, um, yeah, uh, we wanted to put leave Connecticut in the logo, obviously. Um, a lot of folks, you know, we don't have a lot of claims to fame here. So uh, having the geography was important, but being so close to Long Island, I definitely wanted to slip Long Island in there as well. So people could see that we do kind of have, we share some geography. Um, and right across the middle of the logo is the harpoon, kind of a reach back to the whalers and our own state's history. Um, so it was just felt like a really good fit to, to rebrand. I like the old logo, but I felt I didn't say a lot about Connecticut's hockey history. We got a lot of hockey history here, whether it be collegiate, minor, or a little bit of pro for about 17 years. So, um, so it was really cool to be able to do that. And it's gotten good feedback so far. Um, I'm, I'm happy with the way it looks and I'm pricing out a new flag right now so we can fly that proudly. Um, but yeah, that's, that was the whole idea behind it. And, um, yeah, I didn't know where we were going to go. I reached out to you a few times, actually, just to see, okay, what do you think about this or that? And I even played with the Bridgeport B. I tried to make something cool like that because I know, obviously, we have we have claim to that. Um, I just couldn't pick a design that I really felt like repped, repped the group all that well. And then I felt like this did because it was a reach to Long Island. It was a reach to Connecticut. It was a reach to our past. Um, and I thought it just kind of meshed well. So, Yeah, dude, it, it's sharp. It, it's got a nice vintage feel to it. I, I definitely dig it, man. I, cool, you did a great man. job. And, you know, you mentioned the rich hockey history in Connecticut, and then you mentioned collegiate hockey. And at first it, it didn't really ring a bell, but obviously you, you got Quinnipiac, which is crushing it in hockey. And yep. Fairfield has a team and a few others have D1 teams. And yep. like, you know, Long Island just got their first D1 right. team. So like, you guys have a long history of collegiate hockey as well. And yeah, that's cool to see. We got four D one programs and once upon a time, three of them used to all be in the same conference. And that was a ball. That was a lot of fun. And uh, Fairfield actually scrapped their program a few years. Oh, back. really? Yeah, okay. they did. 
Um, but once upon a time, you had all these schools in the same conference. There was Sacred Heart, Fairfield, Quinnipiac, Army, UConn. All these schools are within an hour's drive of each other, and it was ugly. It was great. So it was really good college hockey. You could tell those kids really they wanted it, and uh, that was fun. So, uh, but we're down. We got four teams now, um, and every year they have the Connecticut Ice Tournament at Total Mortgage Arena. So they have the kind of like the, the the bean pot, but for Connecticut, and uh, you can tell that those teams take it seriously. Yeah. So my my wife actually did her graduate program at Quinnipiac. Okay. And this is probably 2010 or 20. Yeah, it must have been 2010, maybe even 2011 at that point, and. Quinnipiac did this cool thing where they actually had the New York Islanders and the New York Rangers have a preseason game mm-hmm. yeah. at Quinnipiac. And that yeah. was cool. Like it was definitely like the C squad of the Islanders. <laughs> like it, it wasn't even many names that I recognized, but it was sure. just still super sweet that they did that. It was cool. Yeah. They even did some of that at um, the, uh, Local, like small local ice rink. So I, actually, I might be confusing my history. I mean, that might be a Bridgeport preseason game that I'm thinking actually, about. Actually, but... yeah, maybe it was a Bridgeport. No, that game. was. I believe that was the big clubs. I think they were trying to open their new ice arena at that time, and I think they did bring the big clubs up for that. Yeah, if I remember. I, it. I, I just remember like there was it. It was pre Devontae's days, and there was a few Quinnipiac grads that ended up then signing like PTOs with the Islanders and play, played and ended up playing with the Bridgeport Sound Tigers. And it, it was just kind of like full circle, kind of kind of like a grassroots kind of thing where you're developing these collegiate players and they play for Bridgeport. And then who knows, maybe they go play for the Islanders. And then a couple of years later, Devontae's did that. Like right. super cool to see that Connecticut is like just feeding players now to us. There was legitimate buzz when he was playing at Quinnipiac, and uh, I think he was part of their their national title runs. Yep. Um, but there was buzz when he was playing there that he was an Isles pick. People were aware, and uh, then when he got some time in Bridgeport, a lot of people came from Quinnipiac just to just to get a look. Love that. Yeah. So, before I let you go, so uh, what else does Isles Meetup Connecticut have planned this year? Any other? outings with the Bridgeport Islanders, any collaborations, merch, anything that you want to let our listeners know about. So since you mentioned merch last, I'll start with that. Um, We're working on getting some shirts. And of course we do the stickers, Um, stickers, all the proceeds always go towards charity. We, uh, we have done save the children in the past. We typically do hockey, hockey fights, cancer. Um, I think since we've started, we've raised almost two grand total for various charities. Um, So it's been a ball. So as far as merch goes, we're definitely going with that and seeing how things go. I wouldn't mind putting that sweet logo on a hat. So we'll see how that, see how that works out. Yeah. Um, Hats are are nice, man. One size fits all. I just think that that round patch would look good, you know? Um, But then we're, uh, as far as meetups, hoping to get one in a month. Um, That's kind of the goal. I'm not so sure about December, but we'll see how it goes. I pulled all the schedules and the promo schedules down uh, the other day just to try and match it up. It's always a blast when Bridgeport's on the road and the Islanders have a game so we can split screen the TV and, and catch both games at the same time. Those always do really well for attendance and they're just a lot of fun. Um, and I know the bar appreciates it when, when we do that too. Um, so I'm looking at the promo schedule in Bridgeport. 
they've uh, they've got some cool stuff coming up. If anybody's within driving distance or wants to come on up, Bridgeport does a really cool uh, hockey and hops night. It's like a beer tasting that opens a few hours before before game time. I know they're doing an arcade in the concourse night, some old school arcade games for people who are into that. Um, they've got military appreciation, hockey fights, cancer night, um, uh, girls hockey night, like, like cool stuff like that. So, um, we're trying to work out a schedule that works well for everyone. And, uh, what we tend to do is if it's a Bridgeport thing, we're going to actually meet up at a game. Uh, most of our, our meetup attendees are season ticket holders in Bridgeport. Um, so scheduling like a, a group ticket package in Bridgeport sometimes is, it's kind of like for not because we don't sell that many tickets because they've already bought their tickets, right? So we'll just go and we'll meet up in the crowd and, and we'll watch the game together. Um, but the idea is, you know, how many people can we get together? And we've got a, a pretty, we've got a very small fired up core. And then we've got a lot of people like on the periphery who come, you know, maybe once a year, twice a year. And during those playoff runs, and Connecticut is notorious for this, um, during those playoff runs, people show up. And, you know, Connecticut is, is a place where if a team's having success, they'll, they'll show up big time, you know, just look at UConn basketball. Um, <laughs> if the team's doing well, those places are constantly sold out. If the team's not doing well, it's a little fickle, you know? Um, but we're looking at the Islanders um, home opener. That's uh, October 22nd in Bridgeport, hoping to get some people out for that one. And uh, yeah, we'll see where it goes from there. But I definitely want to have a, a good number of meetups this year, have a good time, raise some good money for some good causes. And uh, yeah, just, just have fun with it. And let's hope the teams do well too. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. always the, the plan, but win or lose, we're still going to be uh, cheering on the Islanders, both in Bridgeport and on Long Island. And uh, EJ, this was a, a great time. I appreciate you coming and hanging and My pleasure. Thank you. Love what you guys are doing in Connecticut. L- would love to see, uh, some collaborations maybe with like Westchester and some of the other local groups, Boston, maybe all make those groups come to you since you're in between them and have just a good idea. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Boston. We've talked about it. Connecticut. Westchester and and Connecticut have talked about it before. We've had a few Westchester folks come to Stanford because it's, it's really right there. It's 15 minutes away. So um, we've had some people come on by. Uh, It's really cool, but I would, I would love to at some point, maybe do something like a collaborative with Westchester. If it's, I don't know if it's too far for Albany, but like Jersey and like maybe something big like that, or, or maybe like last year. And I know COVID got in the way, but, but a night down at a uh, UBS, you know? Yeah. And who knows, man, maybe Boston is on the decline the next couple of years and maybe do like a whole collaboration where you guys invade the TD garden and, Oh, yeah. have like 40 50 islander fans all sitting together in boston which would be sweet man i would even, love that even if they're not on the decline i just hate boston so let's go oh some <laughs> dude someone just commented basically what i said they said collaborate with isles meet up boston to see a game in boston dude i i think that is a genius idea and hopefully... well, we've got we've got a new boston guru right we've got a yeah a, yeah so we'll, we'll 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 try to make that happen, man. And uh, EJ, I, I wish you a, a great rest of the school year. Thank um, you, you too. Yeah, thank you. And you know, I hope that you guys continue to just flourish, and hopefully the team flourishes. And um, you know, it was, it was a blast. Like I said, hanging and yeah. let's go Islanders. Let's 
Go Islanders. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. Keep it up, man. This is a, this is great PR. It's good work. And, and like I said, at the top, you know, the outside the fan base, they're, they're listening to this and they're seeing that this is a great hockey culture we have as Islander fans. So you're doing great work. Thank you for, for being such an advocate. Absolutely, man. Peace. All right. Peace out. I'm going to correct some papers now. <laughs> <laughs>